0: welcome to starting the conversation the podcast which uncovers what it really looks like to run a business show up online and do your own thing if we haven't been introduced before hello my name's alice i'm a digital marketing coach based in the uk and i'm also the host of this podcast there's nothing i enjoy more than talking about the unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it we all know how running a business and being self-employed can very often be a lonely and consuming experience. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'll be sitting down with Kath, who is the designer behind luxury stationery brand, Sadler Jones, to talk all things sustainability. So if you're ready to get an insight into what it's looked like for her to go plastic free and understand why one of her focuses for 2019 is to create more balance, then keep on listening. Well, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 47 of Starting the Conversation. If you follow me over on Instagram, you might have seen that I've spent the last couple of weeks touring the UK to record a whole load of conversations for this podcast. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you'll know that when it comes to a guest episode, my favourite way to do it is in person. I just find it makes for a much more natural conversation, it's nicer to listen to, and also from my point of view, it's really lovely to meet these people face to face as opposed to just see them on a screen via Skype. But as you can imagine, with guests all over the country, it can get pretty time consuming and expensive to every other week be recording a guest episode. So I thought, why not start 2019 by spending 10 days on the road to record six months worth of guest episodes. And that is exactly what I've done. I just got back uh, in the middle of last week. It was very full on. It was very fun. It was amazing to have all these inspiring conversations every day to the point where when I was thinking about which episode to put out today, I wanted to put them all out because. I'm so excited for you to listen in on all of them. I loved recording them. They were such inspiring people where we ended the episode and I just wanted to keep talking and asking them questions. But let's get into today's episode because like I said it was a hard choice but I went with the one that was actually the first one that I recorded out of the many, many episodes that I recorded over the last two weeks. And this is an episode all around the topic of sustainability. Now you might have noticed a bit of a theme on the podcast, kind of unintentionally. Last week's episode talking all about would your business exist without Instagram was kind of touching on that theme of sustainability within our marketing. Um, And it's a really hot topic right now. I think it's really exciting how many conversations we're having about sustainability. And I think for many of us, when we think about our businesses, there's so many areas that we can build sustainability, whether it's like I spoke about last week in your marketing, whether it's in your workload and not burning out and having a manageable balance, or whether in the more kind of general sense, it's about lowering the impact that you have on the environment. Today's guest is definitely playing her part in being sustainable and is really switched on to what it looks like to build sustainability within your business. Today's guest is Kath, who is the amazing designer behind luxury stationery brand, Sadler Jones. I first actually found her because someone that I followed on Instagram shouted her out because she had made all of her direct to consumer sales plastic free. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I will go give her a stalk. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love your products. Literally, my card drawer is full to the brim of cat cards. And I use her desk pad every single day without fail. It is one of my necessities in life. And it was so nice to sit down with her and just have a chat. I knew I wanted to get her on the podcast to talk about this because I think sustainability is a hot topic. And I wanted to chat with someone who has played their part in being sustainable, but as we all do, still has somewhere still to go. So in this episode, Kath shares a bit more about her stationary story, including how within 18 months of her business being around, her collections were stocked in Oliver Bonus and John Lewis. I mean, I know that's not the be-all and end-all, but to me that's super exciting and she should be pretty really proud of that. We also covered what prompted her to go plastic-free and just had a bit of a chat about what it looks like as a small business to be sustainable. And she also touched on how as a product shop, there are still challenges when it comes to reducing your plastic waste. So it's a definite listen if you're just a bit curious about the topic, if you want to know more about the person behind the brand, or if you want to dip your toe in the world of sustainability, it's a totally jam-packed episode and I know you're all going to love it as much as I love recording it. So I will let you jump into the conversation. Enjoy. So for anyone who doesn't know you or know what you do in Sadler Jones, give a bit of an introduction to who you are and what you do.
1: Okay, I am Kath. I run Sadler Jones. Um, it's a greeting card and stationery company. Um, I worked in the industry for about eight years before I went solo um, so I've had quite a lot of experience designing and selling greeting cards um, and yeah about two years ago I decided to go independent and give it a go running my own business
0: because when I was doing a bit of research for this episode to like find out in a non-creepy way a bit more <laughs> about have you, you been stalking
1: me on LinkedIn
0: <laughs> <laughs> not actually on LinkedIn I just went for a bit of Google um, I was really Uh, amazed is probably a bit dramatic but like impressed that you'd only been running for under two years because it was June 2017. June
1: last, yeah, no, yeah, Yeah. 2017. So I mean
0: what was the story because I mean where you are right now I would say your business is incredibly successful and I know we're British or Welsh or you've come from a lot of different (laughs) places don't we but we don't like beating ourselves up but to see where your business is now you wouldn't think that it's a year and a half old.
1: Yeah, So what was kind of the
0: story from there to almost I guess where you are now?
1: Um so I was actually living in Melbourne at the time and um bit of a like shit situation um I'd worked yeah in the industry for about 8 years I took my final London job to Australia with me and worked remotely and
0: So you're from the UK.
1: So I'm from Wales.
0: Are oh, you from Wales? From, oh, I am from it. around here. So you
1: back. <laughs> yeah, came back. Um started my career here. Mm. Moved to London, worked for Paper Chase, worked for Hotchpotch, who were both great companies to work for. And then... Designing?
0: Or... Designing, okay. yeah.
1: And then took my job. Basically, my ex-boyfriend was taking his job to Melbourne, and I was lucky enough to take my job as well. So I was living over there, living the dream, loved it. It must
0: be a huge transition, though. Like yeah, Melbourne's yeah. like Australia.
1: Yeah, back to Wales. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of like living the dream out there. I thought I was going to stay forever. Yeah. And um, basically my dad got sick and I had to come back, which was like quite an awful situation. And turns out I was kind of probably in quite a bad relationship as well. And at Mm. that point I decided to come back to Wales, like I had no choice. And my ex kind of just turned around and said, no, he wasn't gonna come, his job was more important than me. Uh And like, it was that day that something just like clicked in my head. And I thought, like, one, why am I with someone who would say that anyway? Yeah. And two, I think that my career had almost been, like, pushed to one side and it mm. never would have been important in that relationship. And I just had this, like, complete wake-up moment yeah. of, like, when I need to get home. Two, what am I doing? Like, I am, and have always been, like, very ambitious. Mm. And my career has been important to me. But I was almost, like... Going down a path of maybe where I would have pushed that to one side and not really yeah. focused on myself. And so I literally like came home overnight and I got on the plane and I sat there and just probably the first time in about three years, I felt like myself again. And I sat there and oh, just wow. thought, right, this is not what I want. Yeah.
0: What do I want? And You've got I got a lot of thinking time on that. Yeah. Day. Oh god, that is
1: a long flight. <laughs> um so yeah, I just sat there and I wrote a list like <laughs> writing lists. Love it. and I sat there and I thought you know it was a really awful situation I knew mm. like emotionally it was going to be so so hard and I just thought right I need a project like what's going to get me through this and you know I am a believer of you know you're you have shit things come come to you in life like how can you make the best out of a crappy yeah. situation And I just thought, right, that's it. I'm going to start my own company. Like, I'd wanted to for years and years and years. There had been, like, a period in my career where I had been freelance for two years anyway. So I kind of had that taste of, like, working for myself. Yeah, but I was designing for, like, different card companies, you know, not running my own company, just more working as a freelance designer. And so, yeah, I'd had that taste. And I always knew in my head I'd go back to Mm. it. And so, yeah, I just sat on that flight With a gin and tonic and thought right this is the opportunity like I can go back to Cardiff I can initially move back in with my parents for a bit well I had to because I had no plans at all um I was still working for my London company so I knew I could stockpile money for a bit and so I went back and yeah I think my list was just like start my own card company Um, launch at, I wrote the trade show that I wanted to launch at, which was in like a year's time. I
0: love it. It's nice to have like a deadline almost, isn't it? Yeah, and I just thought, right,
1: this is what I'm going to do. And, yeah, I think that situation, like I needed that, like, kick up the bum. Mm. That situation, it was almost like a self-survival thing. I just thought, right, I need need a project. I need something to distract me. And so I just went home and I just did it. So, I carried on working for the lending company for a few months, um, but in the background was kind of starting to make plans, and Mm. then left that job in December. Okay. And then launched the following June. Gosh. And just went straight at it.
0: (laughs) In at the deep end. Yeah, my parents were kind of like, "You're mad." (laughs) Because it's it's a full time business for you. Yeah, yeah. So what's it look like? Because I mean, I remember seeing on your Instagram a few weeks or maybe even months ago that you now stock in john lewis yeah. which is crazy like <laughs> for know. someone like a year and a half into their business runs it full-time it's sustainable and it's like stocking in not that being in a huge retailer is kind of the definition of success but that must have for you been a moment of like oh my gosh yeah they what I feel. so the
1: cards have only gone into john lewis this week i think so i still haven't seen them I so i'm in london this weekend so i'm going to go in and probably yeah have that moment yeah. but i but don't was know that
0: such a like out-of-body experience when or Was it almost a real marker for you of, like, wow? Yeah,
1: I don't even... I know it sounds silly, but I don't think I've even had time to, like, process it. Like, I am so busy all the time. Like, it's constant go, go, go. I do struggle to stop, and I really should, but I struggle to stop and kind of think about these things. And sometimes it's only when other people say it to me (laughs) that I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. This is quite impressive. Yeah, but I just kind of... I don't know, like the last few months have been crazy Mm. and all the work that's gone into getting into John Lewis, you know, it's taken hours and hours and days and weeks. There's so much behind the scenes, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and you're still trying to run your business as normal and Mm. I just haven't had time to really reflect on it yet. Yeah. You know, I'm full steam ahead now for my next trade show that's this weekend. So maybe after that I'll have... (laughs) I feel like I just want like a night where I actually like celebrate it, yeah. but I just haven't had time. Because I
0: think I remember seeing um, you were taking time off Christmas, and you wrote, you know, work's finished. And then you wrote, like, but I still need to do my tax return and yeah. these other things, yeah. whilst it's yeah. Christmas. it's like, yeah. you're still working.
1: <laughs> I did, actually. It's probably the first week that I... Okay, I lie. I did do some work. I did some work on the morning of Boxing Day, which is crazy, but I woke up on Boxing Day and was like, I knew I had a certain amount of emails to do and I was like I'd yeah. much rather just do them
0: I did dip into my emails yeah. during Christmas I just thought
1: then they'll be gone then I can relax and I did actually this Christmas it's probably the first time where I slept a lot I watched Good. a lot of films I drank a lot I hung <laughs> over a lot I did like relax is yeah
0: so as someone yeah. who like runs the business themselves and I'm, you can tell me if you kind of get any help with that what does that look like because I know that you try to travel a fair bit or you've do Sometimes travel, yeah, so we went to, yeah. isn't it? Bali. Bali, yeah. are seeing that and being like, I'm so jealous, that looks amazing. But I can imagine that behind the scenes, that takes a ton of, yeah, it's, of work.
1: R- it's really hard. I think that's the thing. I'm like a really, I've always been a really hard worker. Like every job I've had, I've been always like very committed. I always want to do mm. my best, but I also really like going on holiday and traveling. Um, And in all my jobs, I've always, like, people in my work have always laughed at me because they're like literally every, hour of holiday allowance you have you like plan it <laughs> you're, you're somewhere person. like they're like you never take a day off to just be at home like I would always be abroad somewhere mm. mainly because for me like I love traveling and I would much rather spend my money on yeah. traveling making memories like than buying clothes and stuff mm-hmm. so people are always like oh you're always everywhere but it just is a passion of mine and yeah. I yeah I would rather invest in that um
0: How do you make it work, though? Yeah, it's really
1: hard. Like So since starting my company, yeah, I think the first, like, six months of running the company, I had three weddings abroad. I was like, God damn you, friends. So that was hard. This year, travel has been, like, harder than ever before. Mm. Um, I went skiing at the start of the year, and like the business was kind of like just ticking over like it wasn't that busy my online orders were quite quiet mm. um my mum was like you really need a break you're really stressed out go and go go away go we went away with family and she was like I'll look after the business and I just thought oh, I was fine I was like mum like I don't really even get that many online orders yeah like I told all my stockists that I was going to be away and orders you know wholesale orders wouldn't be dispatched that week sure and so I left and it was probably about 2 weeks before mother's day and it just went insane it's probably still the busiest like online really? week of sales i've ever had <laughs> and, your mom was just doing this and i, office, I literally like... said to her like oh you know you might just have like a few to send a day and it went mental and every day i had phone calls from her like when we're talking freak. mental
0: like if you would normally have like 2 or 3 orders a day how much would you just your just do? loads it was just loads and it was all like i sell through not on the
1: high street and like basically if you have like a card or a couple of cards that just like get picked up on Mm -hmm. on the high street they just get pushed and then they sell more and more and more and more and it (laughs) just went mad and it was like first time round for me like I'd never done a Mother's Day on um on on the high street before I'd only just got on there and I just didn't expect it at all and Mm. she was just ringing me being like well there's more come through and this has come through and then obviously stuff was going out of stock and she ended up um my she had my grandma in as well so they were both like sat in the office like packing I've never felt so guilty I felt awful but my mum just kept being like no it's great like they like loved it and she was like it's amazing that they're all coming through but yeah that was stressful and like that's just something like I just hadn't planned for that so that Mm. was really unexpected um
0: and do you still do you, is it just you do you have people working? So
1: I have now hired my mum, I so love she it. comes in one day a week, which is amazing. um I have to give her a pension, which is weird. I'm hoping she opts out really weird? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It was weird like paying her like I usually am only like paying her to pay her back for things, and now. Yeah, like, I'm paying her a wage, <laughs> which is weird. really, really strange. But it kind um, of, I
0: guess, takes off the pressure for, like, the mundane tasks. Oh, mundane yeah, like, just packing
1: and things like that, admin. Um, yeah, it's, like, changed my life. Mm. It's amazing. Um, but, yeah, with when I went to Bali, that was another trip. Um, like, a group of us girls had planned it for months and months and months. And I was so determined to go. And, like, up until the week before, I was like, I'm not going to be able to go. Like, it's, yeah. again is two nuts i can't leave the business and my mum again was saying you have to go like you've worked i think i'd worked every weekend for like pretty much the year mm. so i was determined to go but again like I don't know it's that whole Instagram thing of like oh yeah I was having a wonderful time in this location but I had to work every day when I was there really yeah
0: so you never see that do you no no one no one no, no.
1: so yeah like luckily because of time difference we'd kind of like go out in the day and explore and another of my friends has her own business so she was in the same situation so oh, wow. we'd get up early explore and then like five till eight we would sit in our hotel room mm. work in trying to manage everything. It's the unglamorous side, isn't it? Was there
0: anything about running a business that you, when you were kind of in the corporate world and, like, officially employed, that you thought it was going to be such and such, but actually the reality is maybe a bit less glamorous or a bit less
1: exciting? Um, I think I've always seen, like, the other side of it. Like,
0: Mm.
1: it's always hard, and it's always hard work. I think the main thing is I just didn't realise how much of my, you know... I'm by trade, I'm a designer, but my time is now like admin, (laughs) sales, communications, like that's completely different. Mm. And I knew that there would be that element, but yeah, that is like the majority of my time. So, you know, that's my aim this year, like bringing my mum on board, um, Mm has really helped I've also had like an amazing intern student all of last year so hopefully she's going to start working for me as well Mm. um and it's just yeah realizing like where your time should be spent and you know essentially I need to design so it's just kind of micromanaging them to control the other bits of my business so Mm. that I can spend more time designing yeah I Um,
0: think so many people find that a shock though like people think I love photography so I'm going to become a photographer but you spend 80% of your time marketing doing admin planning sending contracts like (laughs) well I said to someone the other day like I just never realized
1: how much like yeah since setting up my company i would use excel like i'm just on spreadsheets like every day all day mm. i just didn't even think that that was going to be a thing but i just yeah i spent a lot of time designing <laughs> spreadsheets rather than carts. i love it um, i feel like
0: you're a fellow like i mean by your products it's obvious that you are but big on organization and lists and planning yeah and, yeah so definitely and i
1: think oh the first like six months I ran the business and it was kind of, well, from when I launched at the trade show, it just went crazy and I wasn't prepared for it at all. Mm. So the last year almost has been spent like correcting all that stuff, which yeah. you know, I if I my one piece of advice would be like set up your logistics before you start. Like mm. in an ideal world you would. It's hard because you never know like how quickly it's going to take off, but yeah I was kind of doing all my accounting manually and now I've got you know systems in place everything's automated it's so so much easier but yeah catching up that first six months that took like another year to catch up on all the things that I'd kind of done half-assed and hadn't had a procedure
0: in place it's that idea isn't it of like are you running your business or yeah yeah basically and definitely when you start I was very similar when you start without necessarily a huge amount of like foresight in terms of what you need to set up you definitely spend the first couple of months or year at least almost catching up on everything because you suddenly realize like oh it's a lot more involved yeah yeah definitely going on
1: (laughs) yeah but hopefully now like I'm hoping well you can always dream but this year Mm. now because everything's in place like
0: hopefully that will save me a lot of time yeah um so yeah so obviously on top of automating, I mean, we were talking before we started recording and you basically said, you feel like you're a bit going to be negative because you're so busy at the moment. Like you have this trade show? Trade show. Yeah, word. not like like In the industry, so <laughs> I don't know the right words. For but obviously you've got that coming up and you are obviously working crazy hours for that. Is there anything that you do whilst you're working that helps you to stay sane and kind of be sustainable with your workload? Because I think burnout is something that we've all probably at least got close to if not somewhat experienced and I think something that regardless of where you're in your business we're all having to be conscious of so what does that look like for you? I
1: think this year like I keep saying this is the year of like looking (laughs) after myself Uh, like last year was ridiculous and I think Mm. you do almost have to burn out to then you know people can tell you like you know it's well-being self-care but I think you have to learn the hard way and you know I nearly did completely burn out Mm. and have now realized like I need to take that time back last year I felt like I was getting involved with everything doing loads of extra things on top of my business and then this year I'm just like no way like I'm just focusing on my business Mm. and then any extra time is going to myself and it's for me to sit at home on the sofa or go to the gym or see friends you know I have realized definitely the hard way um that it is so, so important to, mm. like, take that time for yourself. Yeah. So important. But I think sometimes you need to learn
0: the hard way, though. Yeah, I, definitely, I think so. I think there's, like, a personality trait in entrepreneurs <laughs> where, like, just the blinkers are on and people can tell you to stop and rest, but until you've, like, ran into the brick wall yourself, yeah. you don't yeah. quite believe it's there. Now
1: it's, like, I've definitely noticed a change, like, in my mind mm. that rather than, like, I plan months and months ahead. I, like, kind of plan my whole year and I'm now starting to like plan breaks into it because I know I know what I'm like, so I know that like next uh next week, obviously I've got three days at the trade show, so the day after that I'm having a day off because nice. I'm gonna be exhausted, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that like it's very easy to think. You feel like you're, you know, in mitching from school if you take a day off. Yeah. You know, but you're allowed to, and I will be way more productive, more productive on Thursday when I come back. Mm. You know, haven't had like a duvet day. Yeah. So it is like I'm starting to recognize that. I think. Mm. And I hope. You know, famous last words. But I hope this year. 2019 is yeah, the year. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: I can so. imagine in a product-based business in a shop, it's so much harder to take time off because in my business, I can just do everything in advance. Like there's nothing that really needs to get done at that time, but when you're fulfilling one-on-one customer orders, do you often find to take them off, you have to set expectation or do you find it easy just to like shut shop completely? So when I wanna
1: take a day off, it is quite easy to put a delay on like the turnarounds on my online orders. But then another element is obviously I've got a lot of wholesale stockists and I just never know when those orders are going to come in. So this week I've got a really um, crazy busy week and you kind of think that you've got it all planned out, I've got all my lists and everything, but then you never know what's going to come in. So like today Mm -hmm. I've had two big orders have come in that needed to be dispatched this week. Um, So if I was like planning on taking a day off this week, which I'm not, you know, that that's the nature of having your own business and being in like retail you know when people want things they want them quickly Mm. um so you do have to be adaptable um luckily you know I live local so sometimes even if I'm off then I can always come down um and Mm. sort it out but that's just the nature of
0: it yeah and it sounds like balance between like your personal business life is probably something that you're focusing on this year as opposed to something that you've like necessarily nailed yeah absolutely definitely to, have not, not you, nailed 2019 <laughs> <just. laughs> is that year of balance yes, but has having this office space helped in terms of separation?
1: Yeah, so the last two office spaces I had before this, I was sharing with people. Okay, and had and you
0: always had a space from Yeah, from so
1: the um, yeah. I was in like a co-working space to start with and then realised it was completely impractical because I had stock <laughs> and I had like couriers coming all the time, so that was never going to work. So then I went into another space and shared with two others, and again, it just everything takes up so much room mm. and I was just growing at a rate that my office space like couldn't handle so this is my first office on my own and yeah I think it's so important like I can't work at home mainly because I've got a lot of stock and I need to come yeah, down and pack things ahead, yeah. yeah but also for me um I like need to leave my flat because I have to have that separation mm. um because I work so much and I am a little bit of a workaholic i guess like i need to leave like yeah. i need to go home quite often i do go home and then open my laptop mm-hmm. but then i do have like a separation of like you know i might come in and do a full day lots of orders lots of emails and then it might be that then i go home at night i've got some design to do but then i actually find it quite nice because i'm like oh okay i'll go home and do yeah. some design and it's nice to have that separation and definitely. it's that bit is
0: probably the bit you enjoy the most is yeah it? it's yeah the design yeah
1: moment. so um yeah Making time
0: for that too. So that's almost talking about, I guess, sustainability within your workload. And I wanted to touch on in this episode sustainability in terms of like the earth. I don't know any better way to put it than that. <laughs> the planet. Um, but it's actually how I first found out about you is that you switched all of your kind of one-on-one what, what would I say instead of one-on-one orders? Because that's not the right phrase. So basically, so my retail
1: orders, so like okay. direct-to-consumer Yeah, so orders. I found you
0: because you had switched all of your direct-to-consumer orders over to being plastic-free. Yes. So talk to me more about that. Like, where was the moment where you thought, okay, maybe I should up my sustainability? And I guess, what did that process look like?
1: Um, I think it was obviously like a very like current topic. Everyone's talking about it. Um, one of my best friends has been doing work on plastic in the ocean for like the last 10 years bless her she is a ma- major part of the whole movement and yeah has spent 10 years fighting for awareness and is now yeah. like you know working for sky and the government and apple and all sorts of com- nike adidas ASAS, all sorts of companies so she's always you know i've been very aware of it um and i just think you know it is really important like however small a company you are to kind of take some mm. sort of um stance about it and try and do your little bit because you know that's the whole point isn't it if we yes. all do a little bit things will change Um, It's really hard because, obviously, greeting cards in recent years are classically sold in cellos. Um, Gone are the days where you you used to be in Clinton cards, you know, searching for the right envelope to match the right cards. Um, You know, the industry took a massive step away from that and put plastic on products. Mm. And now we're at this funny period where are we going to convert back? I don't know how it will work. Um... Obviously, like for my big stockists like John Lewis, Oliver Bonus, um, like Home Sense, DK Max, like they
0: I love Home Sense. Oh me too. Oh, don't you just I actually think there's nothing more soothing than walking around yeah. Home Sense.
1: And I love that it's all just like random things and you just <laughs> and you just don't know yeah. what you're gonna
0: find. I don't really yeah. like most of the stuff, but it's very soothing yeah, yeah, regardless. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, but
1: obviously they require me to put my cards in plastic fellows mm-hmm. and you know you can get biodegradable sellers but they're twice the price mm-hmm. um, and there's actually research to say they're not that great so and as a small business like them you know the price the price points they want you know they're fighting me down on prices anyway yeah you know you yeah I want to do it to be a better human being and to help the planet but it's really hard for mm. a small company to you know to do that like you have yeah. no choice um So I made the move so anything that's ordered through my website is now plastic free, Um, which I'm glad I've done. But it's it is hard and it's more work, definitely, Mm. which is a shame. Um, And also, like, you know, if I do a big print run for a big stockist order, I quite often will pay for my cards to be printed and packed. So then they'll come packed. Packed, I'll have leftover ones, and then sure. suddenly I can't use those. It's like you to take send... it out of the yeah. Then, just so it looks and then that's secret. that's really wasteful yeah. because then I'm just gonna throw that in the bin. So it's mm. this whole yeah it's like more complicated than I thought it would be because yeah suddenly I'm like well I've got you know there's always going to be excess waste well extra cards from a print run so surely I'm better to use those because they're packed but then I've said that I'm plastic free so it, it opens a whole like can of problems and You know it's hard and I know there's a lot of discussion in the industry at the moment like there's a lot of pressure being put on like the supermarkets especially Mm. to go plastic free on cards but obviously like as we supply to these big stockists like they have to make that decision Mm -hmm. we can't make that decision for them and obviously we have to supply what they require um it also like does scare me a bit because then like the logistics like people have been talking about putting paper like belly bands around a card okay but yeah. the extra work that goes into like at the moment like the printer can machine pack cards in plastic but that would then have to be done by hand so mm-hmm. again it's all cost you know yeah. time it's really hard and yeah i do think this going to take like some of the big big guys to change but then to be more accessible, yeah but then also then the retailers are going to have to will have to spend more which they're probably not going to want to so i think it's going to take a while for it to change
0: yeah unless... it's sad in a way that it's not more accessible even for like obviously it's amazing that you do it for your orders that you fulfill but even you saying that you know it actually does cost you more money and take you more time which in the grand scheme of things you know when we're thinking about the planet is worth it it's a shame that there's not yet more out there to make it more accessible to business yeah, owners because yeah. it's kind of like if you can put your blinkers on and not really think about the impact your business is having it's actually the easier decision is to keep doing what's normal yeah which is obviously yeah,
1: yeah it's really challenging so you know you can only try and do your bit and I do um, when I send out all my orders I've never since starting the company I've never Bought bubble wrap, which I'm quite proud of. Like I just recycle, you know. I order so many things in, I get so much stock sent in, and everything comes wrapped in loads of bubble wrap. So I just save every little piece, Mm -hmm. and I have never ever, yeah, had to buy bubble wrap to send an order out. So you should
0: get a plaque on your wall. I've never bought bubble wrap.
1: (laughs) Okay, I will. Two year anniversary. (laughs) Um. So yeah, like I'm glad I do that, and yeah, it probably doesn't always look the best sometimes I have to send like mismatch bubble wrap and shredding and stuff but Mm. you know that's me doing my bit
0: yeah and are you glad you did it
1: yeah yeah I am glad um I just don't really know what the next step from this will Mm. be because I know when I get like a huge order for like 20,000 cards like for me say I had to put a paper band around the middle of everyone like that would just... (laughs) like it's just no don't then I would never have any time off at all when yeah. i wouldn't have any Sleep. so it's almost like um, you've
0: done as much as you can for now until someone until... like if they
1: lower the price of biodegradable sell it was great like I will get on board with that mm. um hopefully I think there's a lot of pressure on the industry at the moment I've yeah. read a lot of articles about it all the big companies are talking about it so I think really I think something will change yeah but it's um, almost
0: you're, you've not got anything left to do. No, I don't really have something. the power.
1: You know, they expect something of me, so I just, mm. yeah, have to go along with it, unfortunately. For that. Yeah,
0: it's an interesting position to be in, I guess, isn't it? But I'm, I'm sure you're so much further along than a lot of particularly product-based businesses, where I'm sure it is easier to keep what, doing what you're doing and not switch over. But it is that thing, isn't it, that a lot of my friends who I have debates with about this say the whole, you know, it doesn't make a difference, just me. But it is that it, idea that each of our businesses, regardless of how small they may feel make an impact and oh, they yeah, all definitely. add up
1: don't they oh 100 yeah and it's like changing people's mindset as well like
0: mm.
1: you know no one needs me to buy a new bubble wrap to go in their order you yeah. know people shouldn't expect that like we mm. should all you know i would want them to send whatever they're sending to me With recycled bubble wrap, and then I'll pass it onto the next person. Like really, that bubble wrap should be going all over the place, and should have been in loads of people's orders. Well, I've
0: got loads of your. Every time I get like a package, as long as I've not like ripped it open, I just keep it and then use it for whenever I send out something else. Yeah, definitely. So I've got like loads of your like black and white striped little bags and stickers. (laughs) Like literally, one of your stickers is on my laptop to hide my webcam (laughs) screen, (laughs) so that the FBI can't watch me because. You worried about the FBI? But it is, it's that idea of when you're getting something, it's almost putting a step in between what's our instinct and what we've naturally always done, we're just throw it away and actually think, oh, maybe I can use this or recycle yeah. it. And yeah. so many options now, isn't there? Yeah. And slow, it's like, it feels like we're at a real turning point.
1: Yeah, I think so. Like the fact that people are just talking about it and mm. it's in the news all the time is amazing. Um, so hopefully. We just probably yeah need some of the big guys to change how they do things and what they expect from you yeah and then everyone will change yeah. but it's just yeah kind waiting to start from yeah. top.
0: So if anyone's listening who's a product based shop so kind of in your shoes and is looking to kind of up their sustainability in terms of moving over to more plastic free stuff, is there anything that you kind of wish you knew when you started the process or just a piece of advice of like here's an easy way that you can begin the transition? Because I'm sure as a whole, it looks like quite a daunting thing. Yeah, like.
1: I just did it.
0: I literally... <laughs> I love it. I'm not one for like...
1: Pl- well, I obviously plan, but when it comes to decisions, I just make them. Just so like, I, I just came yeah. in and I just thought, oh, right, I'm going to do it. Like, I think it's important. Mm. It's like the message I want my brand to give out. So... I'm just going to do it. And then the next day I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> I've had orders. What do I do with them? How do I um, this deliver them? And my mum, it's funny, my mum comes in and she keeps saying, so I have like, um, desk pads, which yeah, you yeah. obviously know about. And, so when I sell them to shops they come in plastic but when I sell them to individual I don't put them in plastic my mum keeps saying to me oh they look a lot more professional in the plastic and like that you know that's That's it's funny and then I'm like oh no are people gonna think that so it's you know well I am actually gonna spend a bit of time on this in the next month thinking of ways of still making a product you know be Mm. like a nice complete professional looking product but without the plastic
0: because it's funny because from being on the other end of that you don't notice that although obviously you're thinking about it from I think the consumers end, very often people don't often see the details or notice that part but I can understand that from a like seller's point of view there's you almost want to hit the balance don't you between like it being sustainable and low impact but also giving someone yeah yeah and, and also
1: unfortunately it is it's always on price as well and it's kind of Unfortunately, plastic Hello, are really cheap. So it's like, yeah. how can you get that happy medium where you're not like, mm. you know, cutting your profit too much,
0: mm.
1: you know, to make it a sustainable product for your business.
0: Yeah. So how do you find that? I'm curious. As like a designer, and your passion is designing. You now, I'm sure, wear so many different hats and have to be quite a quote unquote business owner, which I always find weird to say because I'm like, well, we're not business owners. We're just doing what we love. But even that, like, thinking about profit margins and costing and long-term planning like that's obviously something that was quite new to you yeah how did you find that
1: that was something that again like you set up a business and you don't think that you're going to become that Mm. person I've actually really like really enjoyed it um I think like I am quite like a practical like logical person um so like my accountant for example if my accountant listens to this she'll laugh like I've just loved it like I just (laughs) have actually loved like the figure side of things which I never thought I would have nice Um, to enjoy
0: it though yeah
1: yeah and I think because I do I use like zero so it's all like automated but there's so much you can do I'm a bit of like a software geek I always have been so for me you know once I got like stuff up and running with that like I was like wow I can I can do this on it and like I have always been into like computers and stuff like that so Mm. yeah I've like really enjoyed that side of it um I think you have to like draw the line though like you can't um I think who was it who said it to me someone said to me when I first set up my business that the most important thing you can do is like learn where when you need to pay someone who does something better than you so I Mm. think for the first six months yeah you do have to have many hats you do need to be you know doing a admin blah 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 but you shouldn't think that you can professionally do everything so I felt like for the first six months I wanted to do everything like a little bit too much and didn't know when to Mm. invest in paying someone or um, for example, photography. Like obviously I'm a creative person. I have an eye for like what I think an image should look like. Mm. But in my head, I was gonna take all my product photography myself, you know, I've used a camera before. I've got like a quite a decent camera. I bought like a tripod, I brought lights. Of course, like, every day I'm going to come into the studio and, like, shoot a load of product shots, and, like, that is just not reality, like, when am I going to have the time to do that? I just don't have the time, and I think I spent about two weeks just shooting stuff when I first, like, first got my, um, my, like, my first range of products back, and... Yeah, two weeks, and um, the photos were just awful. Like I'm not a trained photographer; I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, I watch a million YouTube videos, but still, mm. they didn't look as professional as I wanted them to do mm. to to be. And then I paid a photographer, and it was like the best yeah. thing I'd ever done. Because and it's
0: quite humbling, isn't it? But such an amazing moment. As soon as you begin to see the payoff of investing in your business, whether it's in someone who does something better than you, or just like automating something or paying for a system I love systems I think they're amazing Um, it's such a great moment because you're suddenly just released of the pressure or the time and you're just like oh why did I not do that sooner yeah
1: you just you know just to have those images just delivered to me and they're perfect Mm. I just thought I wasted so much time and time is so valuable that I wasted way more money than you know spending two weeks trying to do photography than I spent on Mm. paying for like a half day shoot with a professional photographer um it's the same with my um my first website so I've always been like quite techie so like built like a really complex first website like coded it all myself got really it took me hours and hours and (laughs) hours and it was so like over complex Mm -hmm. and then six months later i was like no i'm just gonna move on to shopify it's so much easier it's got all like the data i need like it feeds into zero so all the accountancy is done and like i just wish yeah again that was me thinking oh well i can do web design so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make something amazing and then i just like didn't need it to be that complicated you suddenly learn that you just need things to work you need things to be straightforward like don't overcomplicate things Mm. um and yeah, I think when you do set up a company, you're so worried about cost. So you are thinking, oh, well, that's, you know, £30 a month. I can't, yeah. up, you know, I don't want to have that. But that soon comes like so, becomes so irrelevant yeah. because it's so easy and yeah. you're selling more because the website actually works. So mm. um, that's definitely something I learned. Mm.
0: With and, and when I've... you see your time as almost as valuable as money, it almost becomes irrelevant when yeah. something is worth it because it saves you time or makes your business less stressful or whatever else it's almost like oh 20 quid a month like it's yeah. going to save me an hour of doing my accounts Then like crap I'll pay that yeah yeah. yeah
1: completely um yeah all about software that does stuff for me <laughs> i
0: think we're both so nerdy i like love a software i'm like get oh, no, excited. i love it yeah i've told myself back a bit from like changing softwares all the time though yeah i have I to be like to... i've picked one i'm just gonna <laughs> but stick with really it it's really hard to pick which one <laughs> and they're all doing sales at this time yeah, year, they're all trying yeah.
1: To get well that's the other thing i did in the first six months i bought like so many plugins and so many different things and now i look at them and i just like didn't use any of them mm. so yeah keep it simple but do invest in like software that can do things for you definitely
0: love that well I was going to ask you as the last question what do you wish you knew when you started your business but you've just told us about <laughs> 10 amazing different points of advice so I think we're good for that one um apart from well I guess including what you've already mentioned about what's coming up this year is there anything that you're like I would love even like a big dream or something for 2019 to feature in your business because I mean where you are right now is what a lot of people would see as like oh my gosh that is success but I'm sure for you you're always looking for the next
1: yeah I think what I have like had a realization of recently is that you you start a business and you have certain things that you mark for success so for me like yeah to get a few high street retailers like dream come true but I think you forget about the next part and you kind of think I don't know it sounds weird but you think you're gonna become successful and then it like ends or something like you're successful yeah done take, take books yeah great successful business <laughs> I never worry about my business but <laughs> you don't realize that it still carries on after that and you know it's still it might look all like rosy like yeah I've got some great stockist you know but my Instagram I'm all happy well mainly happy on it and <laughs> But there is, it's so hard and it's, you know, for me now, it's like sustaining that business, keeping those stockists. You Mm. know, that's not an easy task. And then expanding and growing is like, I almost feel like I've hit a point where it's going well. So I believe that I can continue doing it. But how I continue doing it, I I now am sat here thinking, I don't know, (laughs) like, what do I do next? And, you know, I will... I keep needing to like, I need to sit down and goal plan and set, you know, those targets. But again, mm. it's always a case of I don't yeah. even have time to shave my legs. How am, I, <laughs> how am I gonna, you know, set targets, but it is important. And I will have to, I think I've now hit a point where I have to review it. And, mm. you know, it's still, it's still hard. It's still, um, you know, people think you're super successful, but I'm still always panicking, you know, like I'm, I live alone so I'm supporting myself and I'm always you never know like am I going to be able to pay myself you know yeah. you, it's always a worry and you know I yeah I don't live with anyone so I have to like pay my rent and I yeah. have to you know it's it is scary and you never know that's the thing with retail as well you have to keep those stockists going. So, mm. what if they just suddenly drop you? Like, you have to yeah. be prepared for that. So, I think it's always. I don't think I'm at that point yet. Where and my mum keeps saying to me, "You are at that point. You know that the money's coming in, and you know that it's monthly, and you know that it's there, and you, you know it's selling, it's doing well." Yeah. But I still like when an order comes in. I'm still like, it's everything because I'm just like huge sigh of relief. Like, oh, okay, like I'm yeah. good. I'm good. The business is good, and. I don't know if that will ever change, like Mm -hmm. maybe I'll get to that point, but but then you want more for it, like for the business and like the more, you know, the bigger stockist I'm getting, the more I'm having to invest the money like back into Mm -hmm. stock and it takes longer for the money to come back because, you know, the terms you have with these big high street retailers, like they're not really in your favour, so it is so, so hard to, yeah like I, there's been money in the business but to be honest I've had to now invest that all out into mm. more stock more product so i yeah I'm still at that position where it's not like completely stable so I think that's what I can aim yeah. for and that should be my goal and yeah. you know working out how I can get it to be that I actually like mm. relax a bit but I don't know yeah. if I ever will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so glad you touched on that because I think it's so easy particularly when we're watching everyone else or at least watching what we think is everyone else's businesses. When reality, it's probably just the highlights reel. But we see that, and I think we begin to form in our minds like markers of success. And we think, okay, well, when my business reaches this point, I will feel X, Y, Z. I'll feel secure. Things will be normal. And I think, I don't know about you, but I've experienced this in my business. You know when I'm full time with clients and when I reach this income goal and when I da 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 and I don't know about you but the second that I reach that you realise that there's no glamorous like security there. No. You're just almost as nervous as you were at the last point, if not more, we could yeah. just scared amazing. Uh, yeah, because you kind of the better it gets, it's
1: like, well yeah. like I have to keep this now. So like, you've and got how, a high street circus, which is amazing. But you just now like retail is so uncertain as well. Yeah. Like and it's retail's not in the best place at the moment. So it's just it's so you just can't I well with any business I don't know if you can ever like guarantee that it's going to be stable like you can hope for it but then I also think is that part of the challenge is that why we do this is that why I come into work every day and work as hard as I can because I'm desperate for it to work and be successful you know Mm. that is part of it and I, I hate it like I think you know, everyone hates their first week of January and like the last week I have felt really, I don't know, I think it's natural, you feel a bit defeated, you have that moment of, oh my god, like maybe I should just look for a job and why do I do this myself and Mm. you know, I'd have more of a life if I was working for someone else but... I think that's it's almost like a mind game isn't it I think then then you do have some success and you feel even better because you've had that low Mm. it is highs and lows but I think that almost encourages me and keeps me
0: going and like you said I think that's what makes us be able to do what we do I think the reality is not many people can live a life where you're ever so slightly always worrying that next month it might not work out and I think that's probably what makes entrepreneur entrepreneurs entrepreneurs yeah. because not everyone can live in that no. level of life <laughs> I don't know why we do it but yeah but we love what we do yeah
1: yeah definitely and I wouldn't change it for the world like the last year and a half has been so so hard like people are like a bump into people that I haven't seen for a while and they're like how are you and I'm always just like tired
0: you're like how long do you have because yeah a list of things to and they're always like
1: oh are you busy and I'm like yeah, and then you just think they don't understand. Like they have no mm-hmm. idea. And you can say to someone, oh, "I'm working really hard at the moment, but I." Unless you like run your own company, and it's like all the responsibility is like on your head. Like I just don't think you can understand like mm-hmm. what that feels like and how tired and yeah, just s- such hard work. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been crazy, but then I don't think I would change it. No, I, I must be even. mad, but yeah, no, <laughs> it's you do get something out of it, and it's yeah. I think it's yeah, when you do get those orders and you think, Well, actually, I've done this on my own, like, there's no one else mm. behind it, it's just me. Yeah, that's when you feel happy about it.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's a good note to end on. Thank you for being so honest. I'm sure many people have been like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I'm not the only one like, We all thinking those feel things. like it. Yeah. Or like, want to crown the first week of January, because yeah. we've all been there.
1: Yeah, no, and I think it is important, as like, small business owners, like, to be honest, because it's not rosy, and it's mm-hmm. so easy to present your life and your business as being all good, but it's not, like, it's hard, it's, mm. you know, if you, I feel like if you're pushing everything and trying to expand, then it should be hard, so... You know, it should never just be tick if it's ticking yeah. by okay and easily, then you're not trying to hard like hard enough, like you should be aiming higher. That's
0: a good point to end on a bit okay. of motivation. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me. Thank today. you. It's been fun. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in on that conversation as much as I did recording it. You can head over to the show notes at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash calf for all the links and to find out where you can get your hands on her gorgeous designs. I've said it already and I'll say it again, I absolutely love the A5 Daily Planner. I genuinely use it every single day and I think it's the only thing that's ever managed to keep me on task and make sure that I get things done. I literally recommend it to everyone that I meet. So do go and check out her shop. I promise you'll not be disappointed and you'll probably wanna buy everything, which may be a good or a bad thing, but enter at your own risk. But thank you so much for tuning in today. I'll be back next week with an episode sharing the behind the scenes of a launch. I'll be talking the good, the bad and the ugly of what it looked like for me to launch, gather and grow, which you probably already know what that is, so I'm not going to bang on about it again. I'm going to be getting pretty honest about what I learned, what I would have done differently, any tips for others doing the same, and hopefully just give you an insight into what it really looks like to have a launch in your business. And if you follow me over on Instagram, I just thought I'd say it again. This year, 2019, every single month, I am doing a review of the month competition. Little way for me to say thank you for your support on this podcast. So every single month, I'm picking a product from a small business that I love and sharing it and giving it to one person who leaves a review. The way it works is once you leave a review, you're entered into every single competition. So I mean, write it now in January and then you have 12 opportunities to win. I mean, it literally is a win-win situation. Um, So if you do love the podcast, if you have some nice things to say, please take two minutes to leave a little review. And then I can say thank you back by picking you as the competition winner. Although I won't pick you because I have to be non-biased and use like a spreadsheet because uh, apparently you can't do that. Um, But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in today. Leave a review if you like the podcast. I'll be back next Monday and I'll speak to you soon.